Welcome to this inspirational message from Pastor Michelle Lefebure. We pray you're impacted and blessed as you listen. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning. The title, maybe you can put that uh, title up for me. Um, Let's celebrate the Savior of the world. This is what I want to talk to you about this morning. Let's celebrate the Savior of the world. Now, for most people around the world, Christmas is a time of celebration. doesn't matter where you go. You can go into Asia, into Europe, into the U.S., into South America, wherever you go. You find that Christmas has become a time where many, many, many people celebrate. But people have many reasons why they celebrate the Christmas time. People celebrate because it's holiday time. And I know everybody is happy not to have to go to work for a time, except a few people. You know, we are people in our church that are working seven days a week. I was talking to somebody, this dear lady, she cannot come to church anymore because her job has requested that she work seven days a week. They moved her into another department. And I found her yesterday And she told me that she's working right through to the 31st. Only then will she have a few days break every single day. But in general, no more work. It's very quiet in this Presbyterian church. I thought I would hear, hallelujah. You don't have to go to work. Your your work place has closed down for, for a few days. And people celebrate. It's holiday time. People celebrate because the time has finally arrived when at last we can spend time with our children, our family. We have time on our hands. People celebrate because the family can get together, enjoy some great foods. We had our Christmas dinner last night. Turkey and lamb and all kinds of things that we eat only once a year. All right? And people celebrate their Christmas dinners and their Christmas lunches. And children specially celebrate because hopefully Santa Claus will arrive when they are sleeping and bring them the gift that they've been waiting for all year. Wow, what an exciting moment. I remember when I was a kid, you know, to wait for that moment. And we used, I grew up Catholic, so we used to go to midnight mass. So my father made sure that we were all in the car at 10 to midnight. And every year, he forgot something in the house. And while we were sitting in the car, he quickly ran in to go and fetch what he forgot. And of course, he was putting presents for us next to our bed or wherever he put the presents. And it was such an exciting time because when we came home as children, we would see prezies. Wow, that's exciting. So it is that people put their Christmas lights on, set up their Christmas tree full of glitter and pretty decorations and listen to Christmas songs. The strange thing is, it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not, Christmas around the world today is a time of jubilation, partying, reveling, eating and drinking, holidaying, relaxation, and so on and so on. But church, for us believers, 
Christmas has to be a time of great thanksgiving. When we realize that on this special day, 2,000 or so years ago, a great prophecy was fulfilled. The birth of a savior of the world had been prophesied by the prophet Isaiah around 700 years before that time when God opened his eyes as a prophet to Israel. God opened his eyes and he saw into the spirit. He saw into the future what God had planned and what he was going to be doing. And so the prophet wrote this. We find out the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7. He wrote this. He says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end, hallelujah, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. And then it says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The zeal of the Lord of hosts. What zeal has the Lord of hosts? What zeal is he talking about? It's his zeal for his people. His great love, which is driving him, driving him to give of himself to the world in the form of Jesus Christ, who is not only his son, but he's also God the son. He's not just the Son of God. He's also God the Son. So God gives of himself to redeem the world. For the believer, yes, of course, Christmas is a time of celebration. But it is a celebration with a great difference to the world. We celebrate the birth of a Savior of the world. Can you say amen to, to that? It is a time of thanksgiving to the Father for giving us Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, to be born into this world and begin his journey for the redemption of the world. Without this epic day having happened, this world would have continued to head for eternal damnation. What a day! We celebrate today. What a day in the history of the world. What a day when the gift of the Son of God and of God the Son came into the world. What a day this is. Without it, this world would have continued to head for eternal damnation. And there would have been no turning back for every human being born in sin, every human being driven by sin, every human being under satanic and demonic influence would be heading for a world of eternal darkness and eternal damnation and not eternal life. 
And because of Jesus, because of his great gift to us, that day had changed 2,000 years ago. This day was so significant in the fulfillment of God's plan that the whole of hell shook and trembled with horror when they realized the Savior of the world was born. Uh, how do we know this? Well, very simply because the whole of hell began to inspire someone to destroy that baby. Satan and his demons were so terrified that they stirred up the heart of Herod, the king, to seek to kill this baby. But it did not succeed because God did not allow it. He could try as much as he could, but this was God's plan for the world, for the redemption of mankind. It was his plan that he had put together way, way, way before this took place. And when God commissions something, no one can stop this from happening. Can you say amen to that? So the devil tried. He stirred up jealousy and insecurity and anger in Herod's heart. He was threatened because he heard the king was born. But there was no ways that God would allow him to destroy his plan. So God sent an angel and Joseph was warned in a dream of Herod's plan. And he was told to run away and get out of there and to go into Egypt until those who were wanting to kill Jesus were no more. And so Joseph, being a godly man, he packed up his family, the baby and Mary, and off they went. They went into another nation. And when the time was right, Joseph and Mary came back safely with Jesus into Israel. Now, Christmas time is a time to celebrate a number of aspects regarding this babe of Bethlehem, as we like to call him. Firstly, when the angel appeared to Joseph to announce that Mary was to give birth to, it, to this child, he told him who he was going to be. He gave him a name. The angel quoted from what the prophet Isaiah had spoken about 700 years before, and we, we find that in the book of Isaiah 7:14. He used those very same words. And this is what Isaiah wrote. He says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin, the virgin shall, shall conceive and bear son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. So the very first thing we celebrate, that word Emmanuel is Hebrew for God with us. That's what it means. God with us. And so the first thing we celebrate at Christmas is that God gave of himself to us by becoming a human being in the form of Jesus Christ. And God is now with his people, physically present with them. And this is known as a mystery of the incarnation. We don't really understand 
how this can happen. But with us, in our humanity, we understand in part. But you know what? God can do anything. Can we say amen to that? We can't explain that. But one thing we know is that Jesus was God himself in the flesh, coming into this world to save it from the grips of the devil. And that's the very first thing we celebrate. We are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. How many of you can say amen to that? Because of a gift of Jesus, because of that day 2,000 years ago when the Savior of the world came into the world in, as a baby was born in, as God himself becoming flesh, God with us. And he has remained with us since that time. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to know that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit have made their home in you. He dwells in you. Jesus is in you right now. No matter where you go, Jesus goes with you. You know, one, one day I had this terrible thought that came into my mind. <clears throat> and I thought, you know what? Whenever I'm naughty, haha, guess who is with me? Watching my naughtiness. Jesus, the Holy Spirit. You know, and I had a bit of a chilling thought. And I thought, oh my God, I can't leave him in the next in the next house and go and be naughty somewhere else. No, I can't because he is with me. He dwells in me. God with us. His name is Emmanuel. God with us. So before you get naughty next time, think about that. Amen. Think about that. Think who is watching from inside. Hallelujah. What else do we celebrate at this time? Well, the prophet Isaiah in the scripture that we read right at the beginning of his talk, he brings forth a number of characteristics about Jesus. In verse 6, you can put that verse 6 up for me. It says, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. <clears throat> On Christmas Day, we celebrate the fact that Jesus is wonderful. Come on, church. He is wonderful. Hallelujah. He is the most wonderful gift God could have ever given us. I'm telling you, I gave my heart to Jesus and received him as a gift in my life 41 years or so ago, 42 years, I can't remember now, 41. Yeah, somewhere there. And he's been an amazing gift into my life. He's been absolutely wonderful. And I trust that you have had the same experience. So God, we celebrate today the fact that Jesus is wonderful. He is the faithful one who never leaves us nor forsakes us. He is the one who endures the sufferings of a cross so that our sins may be forgiven. He is wonderful and so that we may have eternal life. He is the one who provides for all of our needs and heals of all our diseases. He is our healer. He is our provider as we place our faith in him. He is wonderful. Through him, the grace and the mercy of God has been released to all those who would receive him and much, much more. Indeed, we have reason to celebrate Jesus on this Christmas day as wonderful. What a wonderful gift 
God gave to humanity. But he's not only wonderful. The book of Isaiah, going back to that verse, he's also counselor. Jesus is the one you and I can go to. We can go to his word because remember, Jesus is the word of God. He's the word made flesh. And when we need counsel, we need direction, we need support, we need strength, we can go to him. And he comes through to us and he ministers to us through his Holy Spirit. He guides us, he directs us towards a deep relationship with him and with the Father. We can turn to him at any time and speak to him about any issues in our lives. And Jesus comforts us through his spirit. He counsels us. He gives us direction. So he's also counselor. And we celebrate that today. The counselor par excellence. There is no better counselor than Jesus Christ. He is the counselor. We turn to him we turn to the word and we receive direction and counsel. Hallelujah. So the prophet Azar carries on and he names him mighty God. Hallelujah. We celebrate the fact today that Jesus is mighty God. This, in other words, no one is mightier than him. He is mighty God. When you have Jesus in your life, you don't have to fear anything. No circumstance, no devil can come, say, come against you because you have Jesus. He is the mighty God. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or imagine. Hallelujah. Are you awake this morning, church? I'd like to hear a hallelujah. Praise God. And then he continues in that scripture. And he calls him everlasting father. Hallelujah. He is the everlasting father. You know, Jesus said in a very interesting thing. And until we grasp the fact that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are one we sometimes get a bit confused. Because Jesus said this before he ascended. He told his disciples, I'm, gonna, I'm going to the Father, then I will not leave you orphans. That means I'm going to send somebody who's going to be another father to you. And he was talking of the Holy Spirit. That's interesting. And it's interesting to note that the prophet Isaiah, when he got the revelation of, of the plan of God uh, for, uh, to bring Jesus into the world, he calls him everlasting father. Because the father, the son, the Holy Spirit are all one. They are all one. They play different roles, but they are all one. And so we have an everlasting father in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Are you awake this morning? Praise God. Man, let me say this to you. If you don't have a father, only then do you realize what a father means in your life. Those of you who have grown up, and I know probably some of you have, you never had a father. A father is something else. A father is a pillar of strength. A father is the one you turn to when you need help. If this is what a father is meant to be. Now I do understand in this world because of sin and all kinds of things and brokenness. Our fathers have, have not played their roles in, on many, many occasions. 
But the everlasting father that we have in Jesus Christ is a perfect father. He is going to be there for you as you have a need. That father will never leave you. In fact, he said, Jesus Christ will never, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. This came from the mouth of Jesus. He is the everlasting father to you and to me. Is the everlasting father to those who don't have fathers. Is the everlasting father to the orphans of this world. Is the everlasting father. Hallelujah. And we celebrate that today. I know I've got a father who looks after me. And his name is Jesus. Now I know there's Father God and I know there's the Holy Spirit. But they're all one. And when God gave a revelation to Azar, he was pointing to the son. And he said, he called him everlasting father. Glory to God. So we celebrate the fact that when you have Jesus, you have a Father as well as the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. What more do we need? We don't need more. And finally, the prophet Azar calls him the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The one who brings peace into our lives, not only in this world, but also between man and God. He is the restorer of our peace with God, which had been destroyed because of sin in the world. So what do we celebrate as, at Christmas as Christians? We celebrate the fact that Jesus is God incarnate, coming in the form of man to redeem mankind from the ravages of sin and the reign of Satan in this world. This is what Christmas celebrations are meant to be all about for the believer. A time of great thanksgiving, a time of jubilation as we remember this special day that took place 2,000 years ago. We, that's what we celebrate. For God so loved the world, John 3.16, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Will you give the Lord a hand of thanksgiving this morning for Jesus Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor. This promise was prophesied 700 years ago before Jesus was born. And the Savior, 700 years before, sorry, not ago, 700 years before Jesus was born. And the Savior of the world, Emmanuel, he was born 2,000 years ago in a stable in Bethlehem. What a day to receive these truths into your heart. I don't want you to go into 2020 wondering whether God will take care of you. I want you to know if you have Jesus in your life, if you've received him, you need to know that he will be there for you. He will counsel you. He will be the prince of peace in your life when you need peace. He will be your everlasting father. That's who he is. And that's what we celebrate today. Partying and eating and drinking will not save you from eternal destruction. In fact, it will increase your eternal destruction, some of us. But receiving Jesus in your life will. Jesus said this. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
He is God's provision for our salvation. And it is what we celebrate on this special day year after year. I want to ask you a question this morning. What are you celebrating? What about you? Is Jesus the center of your life? Have you received him as your Lord and Savior? I'd like Clive to come up here. Thank you. Have you received him this morning as your Lord and Savior? What a perfect moment to make that choice and make him your Emmanuel. Make him your God with you. Make him your counselor. Make him your mighty God, your Prince of Peace, your Savior and Redeemer. Thank you for listening to this message. If it has blessed you, get in contact with us by visiting our website at www.victorycenton.co.za.